Welcome to the Shell Harbour Salvation Army podcast. If you are ever in Shell Harbour, come and worship with us 10 a.m. Sundays. Check out shellharboursalvos.com or our Facebook page for more info. Yesterday, I went to Domino's Pizza in Shell Harbour to get a healthy pizza lunch for my boys. And, um, I don't know if you've been in Domino's lately, but these days they have these like computer monitors in there and uh, on them are the names of people who have made orders, like online or even in the shop, and next to it says how long it's going to be until the order is ready. So this one said Paul at the bottom and next to it, eight minutes, and then above that, Terry, five minutes, and above that, Bob, three minutes, and above that, it said Mrs. Cranky, two minutes. <laughs> so I'm looking at this screen, and then this woman walks in, and she looks about 30 years old, uh, well-dressed, kind of typical Shell Harbour-looking girl. And she comes in, she's looking at the screen, and she's really puzzled. And the, the, the guy who works in the shop, the Domino's fella, says, can I help you? And she says, she says, yeah, my husband ought to be a thick shape, but I can't see my name on the list. And then it dawned upon her, and the Domino's guy, and me, and everyone else in the shop, that she was Mrs. Cranky. <laughs> her husband, when entering the order, had written her name as Mrs. Cranky. And she said, she said, oh, I'm Mrs. Cranky. And her face just dropped. And it looked like she was about to cry. And it was one of those moments where you could like, almost hear the person's heart break. I felt so bad for her. And, and I've never seen anyone so sad to get a thick shake in my life. <laughs> now I'm sure that her husband was just teasing her, right? I mean, he ordered a thick shake and he was outside and he can't pick her up. He can't be all bad. But nevertheless, when he slapped that label on her, she was deeply hurt. It's a horrible thing to be condemned. For someone to use your failures to like define you to attach your failures to you, to kind of like tattoo them onto your soul. I bet if any of us think, for even just a moment, we can think of a whole bunch of times someone said something to us about us in order to hurt us and it's just devastated us. It's a horrible thing to be condemned by someone. Uh, Dr. Brene Brown is a social work professor and she does this very helpful work on shame. She's got a, a TED talk which has been viewed about five million times on the topic of shame. And she explains that we experience shame when we internalize our failures, when our failures come to define us. So that woman, maybe she was being cranky that day, right? And she's thinking, yeah, I've been cranky. But when she sees that, that she's now Mrs. Cranky, suddenly that's come to define her. And, and that, that's when she starts to experience shame. So you might say, I failed at that. But you experience shame when you say, I am a failure. And you might say, oh, I've had a bad day as a mother today. But you're experiencing shame when you start to say, I am a bad mother. Uh, Renee Brown uses the example of uh, when we say, I made a mistake. We're experiencing shame when we start to say, I am a mistake. It's when we internalize our failures that come to define us. And things like depression, self-loathing, even suicide, relationship breakdowns, anger, 
depression, I think I said that one. All these, pretty much every negative experience that you can tell me is a product of shame. And we undergo this shame-making process, this internalizing process, often when somebody condemns us. They tell us we're worthless, they put us down. And we develop shame. I had an experience of condemnation recently, which was both horrible and hilarious. Um, I've been having a few strange aches and pains and uh, a little less energy than I used to have before. So I went to the doctor and I told the doctor my symptoms. And he was very diligent. He said we're going to do a whole bunch of tests. So I had x-rays done and did questionnaires and blood tests, the whole bit. And a few weeks later he calls me in and I go in and he pulls all this information together. And he says, Paul, I've looked at the results and I've come to the conclusion that you are too fat. And, um, <laughs> and, and, and he said, you're getting older now. And when you get older, there's consequences to having too much weight. And you're starting to experience those, experience those consequences. So you need to lose some weight. So he put a plan in place. He gave me a dietitian. He gave me an exercise plan. He booked further blood tests in the future to make sure that his weight loss was having a desired effect. And, and I was doing well for a few weeks. I was sticking to it. I was going really good. But a couple of Thursdays ago, I was a bit stressed, uh, had a lot of work to do, and the kids being pains. So I said, Jess, look, can I live with you? I'm going to go out and get this work done. And, and so I left the kids, and I went down to the Penny Whistler's Cafe in Kiama. Great place. And I get in there, and I, I thought, I'm going I'm to order the burger. You know, I'm stressed, forget it. I'm feeling weak, let's just do it. So I ordered this Penny Whistler's burger. And a few minutes later, waitress comes out with this gigantic burger, a huge pile of french fries, and plonks it on the table. And I kid you not, that very moment, I looked up, and who's standing in front of me? My doctor. <laughs> and I thought, oh, come on, that's not fair. <laughs> and he, he looked at me, and then he looked at the food, and then he looked at me again, and he kind of gave this kind of half smile and went back to his table. He didn't say anything. But he didn't have to. I knew what he was thinking. He was thinking, Paul, I went above and beyond for you. I put this plan in place for you. I put these instructions in place for your own benefit. And here you are flagrantly disregarding them, eating Penny Whistler's burgers in public. Now, I felt so ashamed. I felt so bad. I felt like I can't get back to him. He's told us to get up on me. It's a horrible thing to be uh, condemned, even if we deserve it. So did you eat it? Yeah, I ate it. I felt guilty every single bite. It was terrible. I texted Jess saying, I'm not going to leave. This is not worth it. Uh, he should be banned from that place from now on, just in case. Safe zone. I'll tell you another story. We're going to look at Luke. Chapter 19, I believe, I think. Pretty good time if I'm wrong. Luke is one of the four Gospels, if you're new to the Bible. Tells the story of Jesus, and in the Gospels, uh, they're divided up into chapters, or the Bible's divided up into chapters, and the chapters are divided up into verses. So we're going to look at chapter 19, I think, and um, we're going to look at chapter 19, uh, uh, start at verse 1, very easy. This is part of Jesus' great journey toward Jerusalem for the final showdown. Luke devotes quite a lot of his Gospel to this final journey toward Jerusalem. And it's almost as if with every event, 
the glory of, of the Messiah is building up and it makes the impact of the, of the resurrection all the more powerful. Now in this instance, he's moving toward a town where a fellow named Zacchaeus lives. Now Zacchaeus was a chief tax collector. Back then, tax collectors taxed people and took a little bit extra for themselves. They ripped people off. And because Zacchaeus was a chief tax collector, it meant he got a cut from what all the other tax collectors stole. So this guy was a super jerk, and he was really, really hated by people. They were forever talking bad about him, forever condemning him. And to make matters worse, he was a short man, so he was an easy target. On this day, he'd heard that Jesus was coming to town, and he wanted to see him. But because he was a short fella, he couldn't see over the crowd. So he decided he'd climb a tree. And climb a tree back then was a very undignified thing for a grown man to do. And it still is to an extent. Like, if we, if we finished church and we went out and Graham decided to climb a tree, we'd all think that was a bit strange. But back then, it was considered even more undignified for a grown man to do. So he's up this tree. And Jesus is coming towards him, his entourage of disciples, and they're getting closer and closer and closer. And eventually, they're just in front of Zacchaeus, and Jesus stops. And he looks up at Zacchaeus. And Zacchaeus would have felt uncomfortable. Now, this guy is looking right in my soul. And he would have thought, man, here's the Messiah. The guy who has come to deliver the Israelites from oppression. And here I am, the guy who taxes and rips off the Israelites. He is going to give it to me. And to make matters worse, I'm up a tree like an idiot. Like, he's just going to tear me to shreds. But Jesus doesn't tear him to shreds. Jesus looks at him and he says, Zacchaeus, come down quickly from that tree. I'm going to your place for dinner. Today's message is really, really simple, but really, really important. None of us like to be condemned. We will never be condemned by the Lord Jesus Christ. He sees us, knows us, but He loves us and accepts us. whole lot of condemnation in this world. But in the words of the Apostle Paul to the Romans, there is no condemnation 